Hey, it's George Free. Welcome to the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. Today, I have two special guests with me. And in fact, this is my favorite type of episode to create. And look, we have great interviews on our show, but these ones are a bit more special for me because this is a case study interview. And so a case study interview is me interviewing some of our top clients and documenting the journey that they've gone through working with us and celebrating a great result that they have achieved. And so today I have Richard Fall and Kim Kamei from London Karate Club uh, in Ontario, Canada. And we met actually via this podcast. Um, I was chatting to Kim on Instagram and she was, hey, we, we actually listen to, your, to you every day. And we got chatting and we started working together and it's been really such a great pleasure working with Richard and Kim and seeing what great results they have achieved. And we're going to chat about that because uh, just recently, Richard and Kim went through a process that we call the 72-hour cash boost sale, which is exactly what it is. And they managed to generate $30,000 in just 72 hours. Now, that's the highlight, right? And hey, we've got to talk about the highlight first. But it wasn't that easy to get to that point. Yep. The cash was collected in just 72 hours, but there was a lot that had to happen. Mindset, just belief in the process, belief that it can happen, and, and just being comfortable in creating a promotion like that without feeling like they're being sellout or cheap or you know just being weird about how they operate their martial arts school. So we're going to jump into the details, just how they work through it what they went through, the change of mindset, and really how any school owner could achieve results like that on a continuous basis if they committed to the process. So we'll jump into the details. And just for a bit of context, the, the strategy, it's something that we do in our partners program. Our partners program is our flagship program that you've heard me speak about before, if you've listened to us before. And it's a group of school owners that we work with around the globe we get together weekly and you know work through different strategies on how to attract the right students, increase signups, and retain more members. And so the 72-hour cash boost sale is a process that you can run about four times per year, and it's just a great way to boost your cash flow. We'll dive into the details and I'll tell you how. So jump right in. If you depending on where you're listening or watching this episode. You can get the show notes on martializedmedia.com forward slash 127. That's the numbers 127. And you can also download our ebook, The Ultimate Facebook Ad Formula for Martial Arts Schools. And that's it. Jump into the episode. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. And wherever you're listening or watching, make sure that you subscribe that you get notified when we have a new episode. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. 
So Richard and Kim, what's been the most uh, profitable and most successful marketing campaign and ad campaign that you've done recently or up to date? Most important one that I've done and the most uh, profitable one I've done was the 72-hour sale that you uh, set out for us. Like I've had goals in the past that I've, I've made, but I've never surpassed what you had uh, mapped out for us in the 72-hour sale. I think uh, moving forward, the most important, yeah, that was the most important one that stood out in my whole uh, running of the dojo career. That's awesome. And, and what was the outcome? What was the result? The outcome was around almost uh, $31,000 is what we've done. Like we, we had a goal of selling, selling 20 memberships and uh, we were okay at only selling 12, or 12. 12 was our minimum. 20 was our goal. And we uh, did 20 right on, the, right on the notes. So we did 20 memberships right on the notes. That is pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 31,000 in between the COVID madness and things like that. Exactly. How, how did that impact the, the business? The uh, impact on the business, we, I, I, it's, it was to the point where the, the COVID was kind of taken away from my, my, my business, what I had made up to that point. And it actually fueled uh, the dojo to be, or the school to be actually be able to carry forward into this year. So I had no worries carrying forward into this year. So it actually helped me out quite a bit with um, just uh, the money part of it, just the money part and the worries of being able to pay the bills, being able to pay uh, em- employees and, um, you know, taking care of business itself. So it took a lot off my shoulder stress-wise that way. And uh, it really gave me a good kickstart for 2022. Love it. All right. So before we get into all the, the other good stuff, Welcome to the show and thanks for jumping on. So a bit of context, uh, I've been working with Richard and Kim for, uh, I don't know, maybe about a, almost a year, almost, maybe? Almost a year, yeah, almost yeah. a year, yeah. Before we jump into, into everything else, firstly, you're sitting behind a, an awesome wall, but um, I've got Richard Fall and Kim Komei from London Karate Club in Ontario, Canada. Just give us a bit of a roundup. What do you do? What do you teach? And yeah, just a bit of a background, a quick brief background about the business. I'm the owner of the Lenin Karate Club, and uh, my teacher is uh, Master Mitetsuyagi out of Okinawa, Japan. And uh, I've been training with him since 1985, and I've been training myself in uh, karate for about 42 years. And uh, um, yeah, so we teach Mebukan Gojuru, and we just teach karate. We don't teach anything else but uh, karate, and, you know, we leave... Uh, all the other stuff, jujitsu and that stuff with the professionals that handle that stuff. And that's what we do. Um, I follow the family uh, uh, religiously and uh, I travel to Okinawa when I can just over the last few months or last few years that I couldn't travel and see my teacher, but it's, uh, we're moving forward. We're moving forward towards uh, seeing each other again. So, Awesome. And the important right-hand lady sitting next to you, Kim. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I've been training for about 20 years now and I've joined, I joined the London Karate Club about six years now. So uh, I've been training under uh, Sensei Richard Paul for the six years. And uh, I've also traveled to Okinawa and um, uh, have uh, 
credentials under um, internationally for black belt gradings and stuff. And I came on board with um, helping with the back end of the, the business. So a lot of the um, advertising and Facebook and social media stuff. So She was also the uh, first um, Canadian woman to win a tournament in Okinawa. Wow. And you, just, first, first and you just left that out, right? <laughs> and that. <laughs> and that, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Any other credentials that are hidden from us, Richard, that we need to that we need to well, bring to light? I mean, ranks don't really matter, but I'm a, a ninth degree black belt, a hanshi under uh, uh, Dai Sensei Tatsuyagi uh, in Okinawa, which makes me one of the, it makes me the highest rank in my style in Canada. So um, amazing! Uh, it allows me to do international ratings myself uh, uh, and on behalf of my teacher. And um, uh, we were hopefully going to soon connect uh, Zoom classes with them so that we can reach out to uh, the entire world, right, with him and try to see if we can uh, get some movement for him in Okinawa as well. That's cool. So now I, I know you're very passionate about your karate and you're a purist at heart and can see at the display behind you there. Do you want to just give us a quick roundup? What are, what are we looking at in the background there? So the three people behind me, um, the uh, black and white picture above my head is uh, Master Meitokuyagi, the founder of Mabokan Gojiru, who I have a third degree under and um, had a fortune, had fortune to meet uh, in 1990. To uh, over Sensei Kim's head is my, my master, Master Dai Sensei Mitetsuyagi. Uh, um, and then the the guy that's just below is uh, Ipe Sensei, his son. Um, the uh, the kanji behind me is uh, uh, means uh, great wealth. So it means uh, to move forward and to the opportunity to make great wealth. And what else have we got? Well, we got the we got the rope above my head um on the shrine there that's um that's from the tug of war in okinawa 2013 i went over and we did the festival of the rope uh, the festival rope is the longest tug of war in the world um it, it uh, they do it every october it's kind of like an october fast but it's um to usher in uh, good um crops so they used to be to usher in good crops and then what all would do all the territories around the area would come together and they would do uh, kata in the on Kokusai Dori, which is the main strip in Okinawa, and I had the fortune to be able to uh, demonstrate my karate in with the Okinawans as well. That's cool. So you treasure that and the history and the heritage. How do you bring that into the school and, and into the teaching? When our students move forward, they have to actually learn the history. So as they move forward, they have to know who the master of the style is, who the creator of the style is what our history is. So we go all the way from uh, Choji Miyagi to Mitoku Yagi. So the founder of Gojuru is, um, Gojuru is one of the major styles that make up all of karate in the world. So Choji Miyagi passed on, his family passed on the style to uh, Mitoku Yagi, Dai Sensei, and then uh, passed the style onto his son. So our lineage is a pure straight line. So race straight from Choji Miyagi all the way to me is a straight line. There's no fragments in between at all. So uh, the, 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 the culture is carried forward because bringing my teacher here, 
he's very big on history. And I know history has a part of uh, understanding where you come from, um, but it's not the end all be all, right? So you can't, with me being part of with understanding history, um, I've always found that I'm humble. So being too humble sometimes can shoot you in the foot because uh, you don't feel like uh, you should charge as much for what you're doing because it's more spiritual to you, right? It's more in, in, inside that you feel gratification through, um, through teaching, right? So as I was growing up, going through uh, growing up as a child, I wasn't a very good teenager. I was actually getting into a lot of trouble and uh, causing problems. And then that's when I first got introduced at around 15 and a half to karate. And karate actually saved my life. Two people that I hung around with actually uh, committed murder. And it could have easily been me. So um, I owe karate my life. So I, I, I kind of took that for, I've been in, in business for probably about uh, 32 years now. And never really made a huge success. I'm still doing a part-time school and still working a job during the day. I know, George, that makes you cringe, but um, uh, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get past that guy who is still afraid to step out of what he does as a job and get into something that he does for a passion. All right. So you, you mentioned, and I, I want to get back to Kim on just what part of that attracted you to training under since they reach and fall. So, but, but on that, you, cause you bring up a point and this is a point that comes up a lot. I think the connection between the, the spiritual aspect and what martial arts mean, mean to you personally. And then there's, there's the business side that's, mm-hmm. that's got to happen somehow in, in most humans brains, we make this connection that, or there's, there's past programming that money is evil or money's bad, or there's somebody that's a real, you know, I don't even like the term McDojo, but there's, you know, people that are just teaching real watered down mm-hmm. poor martial arts and they're charging an arm and a leg and they die, you know, ripping people off. Um, we don't, I, I don't, I don't really see much of that in Australia, but you know, if you watch McDojo life, you'll, you'll probably see, you can probably see it all. Right. But I think there's a lot of danger there, right? Because you don't want to be that guy. And so now you you link old programming to you know money how money is bad and if I'm going to make money with my spiritual thing that means so much to me and has impacted my life in such a positive way and now I start focusing on the money I'm going to be perceived as that guy and and I think that's that's a that's a big thing that a lot of martial artists get stuck with how do you feel you've overcome that because I think you you might not be giving yourself as much credit as due, right? Because you've moved a few mountains. How's your perspective changed over the last six months or so? Well, I think I think when working with you and uh, with uh, martial arts media is and partners is that I think talking to everybody in the community kind of helped me to realize, hey, there's a lot of good martial artists out there that are cha- that are cha- are charging what they're worth, what they're worth, and um, like I said to you before, I have a hard time relating to people that have 400 students, 350 students. I used to have 250 students and um, I did it all by myself. And I realized that I can't do it by myself. That failure that I went backwards actually taught me a lot that if I can get there once I can get there again, um, I just have to get it in my mind and the tools to be able to do it. Right. And I think 
by joining the joining the group and the partners has kind of helped me kind of start that machine and get those wheels moving to see that, hey, you know what? It's not bad to make money at doing what you're doing, right? And it's not bad at um, teaching your craft and getting something for it, right? I put a lot of time and effort and, and Sensei Kim puts a lot of time and effort into making things happen. And, and the Facebook ads, all that stuff is something that you taught us. And, 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 and like I said before, is that we're very thankful for that. And, um, you know, there was a point in time where money was tight. And I said, well, what did I do? Like, I stepped into this thing, this commitment, and um, maybe it's the wrong thing to do at this time. And the only thing I could cut is things that are new. And I'm grateful that I kept on going with partners because it's really teaching me a lot how to move forward and how to move past that barrier of, you know, is it okay to make money? Yeah, cool. I, I remember there was a, I mean, we've had many conversations after, but I remember, you know, uh, the game plan call that we have as a, as onboarding when, when uh, do school owners join our partners group? I remember there's, a, it had an impact on me as well. And of course I remember talking to you and I remember, I remember seeing like something go off in your mind that, uh, that you realized, Oh, hang on. Like I can charge what I'm worth. I'm, you know, yes. I'm more valuable than the way that we are going. Can you recall that moment? I, I recall it. I, I, because I remember that, really stuck that, with me. That, was, that was when we, when we had a private, uh, kind of a private call and, yeah. and you sat down and showed me the map of what I could do. And I think that moment I realized that, Hey, you know, I'm actually a part of this game too. And, um, uh, like I said, I did it by myself before I can't do it by myself. I'm thankful for the person sitting beside me because she does a lot and, and she does a lot of stuff that I can't do. Right. And, and not that I can't do it. I can probably learn it. It's just, it's difficult being, you know, I'm 58 years old. It's kind of hard to teach an old dog new tricks as they say. Right. <laughs> um, that's not a Canadian term either. That's actually a real term. I've, I've uh, actually heard that one before. Once. Yeah. <laughs> Twice, yeah. But, but it's, it's, it showed me that showed me that I can make more. And, and, since you showed me that we are making more, like we, we got more people coming into the dojo more than ever with our uh, Facebook ad. Um, we're averaging about uh, nine to, well, I, I send you it every week, right? A nine. And we just went up from nine and went up from there. And uh, you know, we never had that traffic before and the growing pains is a good thing. It's scary, but it's a good thing. And, and uh, we just got to, we're floating our boat in a little bit rocky water that we don't know, but we're navigating through it, right? And we have you to help us along the way to to navigate through that. So, yeah, that moment I do remember that moment, that moment that uh, you had showed us the way to do it. Yes, that's cool. So, so Kim, we want to hear a bit more from you there. No pressure, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess first, just as a as a quick side intro, right? What of the history and what of that attracted you to? starting with uh, since I reached full? I just moved to the city and um, I was looking for a place that was, uh, I was doing Goju-ru and I wanted to keep, keep with that. And it was actually a friend um, from way up north <laughs> that told me about London Karate Club. So I did a class here and um, I, I was kind of hooked because I, I was doing it. I was training for about 15 years before. So, and it was a little different. And I liked the, 
the lineage that how how pure it was it wasn't like branched off to different people it was very direct and um i really liked that i could do the same style that i was doing for like 15 years i can continue that so um yeah and then i just was hooked i was like training every day here so and i continue to do that still to this day so yeah that's cool now you also implement a lot of the the marketing and so forth so how does your how does your role work within within the club okay yeah so um i started with being more uh uh social media like with um getting stuff out there for our club and just putting it out there on instagram and social media and then i was just making positive progress with it and it just turned into um a manager role here so i've done sales um for 15 years so i know a lot about about, about that and um i i have a lot of stuff that i can offer and i'm able to do for um richard and i also went to school um last year when um i was let go of my job and i did coding and um website design so that's when i started to get into redoing the whole website and it's going really really well and um yes so i'm just continuing to to keep going forward and so. keeping the marketing engine rotating and going rotating. which is a consistent thing that you do like every single day so yeah yeah love it okay so a quick couple of questions just on i really wanted to bring uh, bring the two of you on as my favorite canadians first and foremost <laughs> um and, and getting a better understanding as well from just everything that you do just the the history and so forth um and uh want to take this opportunity as well and just ask a couple of questions just about you know us working together and like what's helped helped you most although you have revealed a lot of that but just going into a couple of things right so um so first up um like when we started working together you mentioned a bit about about the money thing and 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 the value and the belief but what what were the biggest problems that you were were facing at that time the biggest problems that we were facing is that in my mindset i didn't want to be the lowest guy i didn't want to be the highest guy i wanted to be the middle guy and with being the middle guy i gave away a lot of free two week classes which are two week courses which um kind of shot me in the foot because it's uh they're tire kickers right they don't really want to pay uh a big amount of money. So we would get maybe one, maybe one or two, one or two people from that, yeah. right? And um it didn't really pan out, right? It didn't really pan out for us. So I was kind of trying to feel my way through it and then um it really the success that I had I I I like I said I've been doing this for 32 years on a part-time basis and I never it was five schools of Mabelcon in in London and I'm the only one left. So I'm very I'm a very dug in person. I'm a very perseverant person, right? So I think by the mindset of giving stuff away, I always gave it away, right? Yeah. Instead of uh uh selling it, right? So moving moving on to meeting you, uh Kim and I used to listen to podcasts all the time yeah. of yours. And it kind of got me hooked. And I said, 
well, let's, I, I let her listen to you. And we were listening to you. I used to, to, used to listen to you all the way when I went to work, go home. I found it very interesting. And I'm going like, you know, I wonder if this guy is really a true blue real guy. Right. So uh, I think Sensei Kim, I think Kim reached out to you. I'm going, holy crap. He actually listened and he actually, uh, uh, you know, um, got back to us. Right. So that's kind of what got that ball rolling was actually Kim calling you or sending a message to you. And yeah, then it went from there. Right. And what was the big goal? I mean, at that time, what were the, what was the big aim, the big goal that you wanted to achieve? I wanted 300 students. That was really students. Cool. Why did you want to be on a student? Because I, I think uh, moving forward, I want to have a living doing this. I, I want to get away from my day job and do this as a living. Like I want to have what the Lindsay guy has. I want to have what Shane McMahon has. I want to have what Ross has, right? I, I want to have that. Not because, not because of, you know, good for them. I just want to have that for me as at the end of, when it's all said and done, I can say, I, I built that. I built that and I made that happen, right? And it was always, I came close, but never really made an achievement. So I guess it's, it's seeing my, my baby, which is the dojo here, the school, to become, become what I want it to be, you know, this gem that I want it to be. And I, I, I want those students just not, not to, to blow my horn. I, I teach a really good martial art. And I want those students to, to uh, move forward and, and them to become teachers. I want them to become uh, senseis of their own dojo, right? And that was why I want to get to the point of becoming bigger, right? So out of that, um, while working together, I mean, what's, what's had the biggest impact and what's helped you the most? Of, of growing now? I think uh, the social media yeah. part. I think the Facebook, uh, you can answer that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely the Facebook ads and learning about them and how to um, advertise and catch people's eyes for for the ads. Um, that's been a huge impact for us. Like I, I receive messages, like 13 messages a day. So um, that's been a huge impact on us for sure. 100%. Like we've had to actually make classes built around beginner classes. So that really pushed us forward too. And it started us thinking about how we can gradually br bring them in, in into our family of uh, London Karate Club. So. so when you had that challenge, when you had the challenge of the 72-hour sale, I, I remember... I remember saying to Kim, there's no way we win this. There's no way you've got Brett who has 400 students. You've got Shane yeah. who has 350 students. This little dojo of 100 students, there's no way we're going to be able to beat these guys, yeah. right? So we did, gave it our best. We gave it our best and hoped for the best. And I just had one more day. I had one more Encore day in my pocket. And we sold four memberships on that one Encore day, Yeah. right? That moment showed me that yeah. I can move a mountain, right? I can... I can make it happen, right? And um, it's refreshing that that something can make you and bring you up and lift you up like that, right? And and you know why did this little dojo, this little school, beat these guys with all these students, yeah. right? Perseverance, right? It's perseverance. It's like yeah. it's like the Rocky movie, right? You know, the guy who doesn't think he's going to win, and all of a sudden he's there, right? Yeah.
you know now so, I, I know moving forward and like i said uh the other night is that i'm looking forward to moving forward with you and uh uh i'm excited to what what's coming right Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so just a bit more on the 72-hour sale. Now, I think just for context for anyone listening, um, I know a lot of people run like a Black Friday sale or a Christmas sale. Uh, we've got this method in the partners group called the 72-hour sale because it was created before we created anything for a Black Friday sale. But it can be used as a Black Friday sale or a Christmas sale or any valid reason that you really give it. So um, you could run it four times a year, twice a year, you know, whatever, whatever mountains you're trying to, to move. In our partners group, we put together these challenges every so often. So we run on six-week cycles and we put together a challenge and we just see who gets the most numbers. And who would have thought martial artists are competitive? Everybody tends to rally up and, and get stuck in, right? And and so we ran the six-week challenge. You could tell us more, right? But like Richard, as you were saying, you thought it was not possible because you've never done something like this. And then you ended up with the, the number. Right. I never thought you could do that in 72 hours. I never thought in my life that I've never done. That was the best sale. And that was the best, best month I've ever done. Like ever, ever. And um, uh, it was like, it opened my eyes. It's if, if you really put your mind to it and really put everything aside and just focus on that number, focus on that number, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. And that's what I was focused on. I was focused on 20, but in the back of my mind, I would have settled for 15, right? But that last day, that last day, I said to Sensei Kim, I said, we're not settling for 15. We're not settling for 16. We're going to get 20. And we got 20. And the way we did it was that we took, it's not just selling individual memberships, we started involving families, right? So we had one lady who signed up a family of three, right? So we took the first number was the number and then the other ones were kind of, it's a little bit smaller, right? So we actually sold family memberships in with it. So uh, we made that number just by being a little bit creative, right? And that number was, the the, the, the dollar number was 31? Uh, it was just uh, almost 31,000. It was, uh, it was 30,880 some odd dollars, yeah. That's nice. Bonus. That was That's huge. great. It was huge. It was Especially huge. if you haven't done that. Now, I think what's more important from that, and you were sort of mentioning that as well, is how, how does that make you feel as in what you can achieve next? Like, I mean, it's nice to grab the cash and money's great, but what impact does it have on you? Well, it shows me that I, everyday sales, if, if I really ramp it up and really focus on what I need to focus on and it shows me that I can make this as a living. I show that it shows me that if I really had to spend all my time and effort at this, that I will never have to go through that door for someone else again. Because really, when we go to work and we're not working for ourselves or work for somebody else, that door becomes a dreadful, dreadful entrance. Right? The shrine that's behind me, you see the gate of training there. I have the gate of training at the door of my dojo. And every time I pass over that, the world stays behind. This is my world, right? So I want that door. I want to walk through that door every day. I want that door to feed me every day, feed me that positivity every day. And then uh, uh, Kim and I, we work on, on positivity stuff all the time. Like 
We try to keep ourselves positive. I said, you know, through this 72 hour sale, we can't be negative. We got to be positive and we got to think positive. Right. And it just shows me that I can make a living at this. Right. I can make a living at this. Right. And I got to shake off those fears. Right. I fought full contact in, in Japan and shoot fighting. Um, I, getting punched in the face sucks. It really sucks. Getting kicked in the face <laughs> sucks, right? I did a 20-man fight in Okinawa for my eighth dawn. It sucks. Bare fist, bare enough, it sucks. But that stuff's easy compared to, um, to me, that stuff's easy compared to shaking off the fear of going into business for yourself. But it showed me, the 72 sale showed me that I can do that. I can shake off those fears. Yeah, and and hats off to you because it's not. Um, I mean, we we provide the strategy and the formula, and it's great that we got so many smart cats in our group that we can test different strategies, and we even refine things that last few days. And how can we change the offer to make it more valuable? But it should be said that none of this happens if you don't have a great product, and that means you deliver great classes, teach epic classes, and deliver great martial arts classes. So nothing happens with without that. Last few questions. If you had to answer this, I almost didn't join because. I almost didn't join because I didn't know if I could make the commitment to afford it. To be honest with you, George, what I did was hoping my wife doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> during the first part of COVID, I pretty well leveraged my house to keep this place open because nobody was here. It was just me. Right. And, and the first part, I didn't know how to do Zoom. We didn't know how to do Zoom. Right. We didn't understand it. And then we joined was the partners that helped us with Zoom. Right. We joined Zoom. We joined partners and we had to figure Zoom out. And so what we did is we bought a year subscription for Zoom. And now we're teaching Zoom classes when we're locked down and people are coming out. People don't like it so much, but the people are coming out. Right. Because it's information. It's information. And I like I picked up a student through uh, through Sensei Kim in the UK, and he's he's training now and he's enjoying it. Right. So, I mean, Zoom has its place. And, you know, it taught us that we can touch and get get involved with a lot of different people around the world. Love it. I was afraid <laughs> I wouldn't be able to commit to you. That's the, my biggest fear. That was my biggest fear. Now, can I ask him what did, what did he really tell you? <laughs> no, uh, it was that, that's what it was. It was, you know, can we um keep putting money into this and you know keep going going for it at the same time? That's what that's what it really was. And uh we just decided like, hey, let's just let's just do it. And um, like like I said, the 72 hour sale I think really opened us up to what we could do. I, it did it did for me too, because it um we were just a small dojo in, you know, in Canada, London, Canada, and we blew it out of the water really for, and yeah. for the short time and the work that you put into it, we, we got a lot out of it. So, and it just tells me that we can, we can do a lot more. So. Well, the other, the other thing is that when you sat down and you went through the four week sale with us, the four week program, we use that four week program. It brought in a lot of students into yeah. us. So that was the moment that you were talking about when you saw the, hey, I can do this. When I, when I, my wheels started changing was that day. And that's why I stayed. And then, and also just the feedback I get from all the people just sitting back. I don't talk a lot in the meetings, 
but I'm absorbing, I'm absor absorbing what they're saying. And, and, you know, we're very much a paper and pen dojo. We haven't gotten onto a lot of apps and sign in apps and stuff. And we're trying to figure it out now. Like we're trying to figure it's gotta be easier, right? So um, we're getting a lot from the, from the, uh, from the group and the partners group, and we're very thankful to be a part of it. Like it's, it's really, it's really helped us a lot, George. You guys have really helped us a lot. And I kind of like you a little bit. Oh, cool. So I'm just, just a little bit, just a little bit, take it easy. Just a little okay, okay. Just a little, right. Good. I was, I was, I was glad to say that this, you know, the South African Aussie accent wasn't the, you know, <laughs> or anything weird. Your Canadian accent's better than your Aussie accent. I do my best, eh? But <laughs> <laughs> one last thing: who who would you recommend us to, and and why? I would recommend you to anyone, anyone who's looking to uh, make gains in their in their schools and to um, just uh, all around make their schools a better place, financially wise, and even uh, with the stuff that you guys help us with, with um, getting classes scheduled and and, and figuring out time wise. I would recommend it to any martial artist out there that um, really, really are struggling. And martial arts schools all struggle. We all struggle. And um, if you want to be able to move forward in your craft that you love so much, I would recommend it to anyone. The, any school, any school owner out there can always use uh, the martial arts partners, martial arts media, and the, the, nothing but good things. Nothing but good things will come from it. So, Thanks so much. Richard and well, Kim. Thank you, um, thank you. And yeah, if, if that's you and you're listening to this and, and you do need some help, uh, best way to do that, probably if you go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash scale, uh, we've got a little questionnaire. You can just add your details there and uh, we'll reach out and have a chat and see uh, if it's the right fit for you. No Canadian club whiskey or anything was sent over as an, you know, a funded, no. uh, <laughs> a, a funded uh, endorsement. Um, <laughs> do you guys even drink Canadian club or is that just a thing like, no, no, no. Uh, that's, that's over the world. That's no, no, no. Right. Because no. I discovered, um, Foster's beer when I lived in the United States, which is this big one liter can of beer. I was like, Oh wow, this is really cool. And then when I ended up living in Australia, it's like, where the hell is Foster's? Like you cannot buy <laughs> Foster's is not, an, it's not a local Australian beer. Nobody drinks Foster's here. So it's just an American <laughs> thing. Or North American Canadian thing. I don't know if you guys yeah. get it in Canada, but I think the attraction was it was just this big one liter can of beer. Yeah. Right. So Canadian Club is is not a no. 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 It's not really good whiskey. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Cool. Hey, uh, Richard Kim, thanks so much for being on. I'll speak to you soon. See you on the next call. Great. Thank you for having us, George. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate everything you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group and in there, I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community, 
And an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group. So martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P. Uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group. That will take you straight there. Uh, request to join and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.